This episode is brought to you by EA Sports NHL 23. The ice is wide open and good times await in NHL 23. New gameplay strats let you run on-ice tactics like never before. Customize your players, teams, and tournaments for the richest online multiplayer experiences yet. And now with mixed women's and men's lineups in Hockey Ultimate Team, we're all ready to play. So grab your friends, gear up, and make history in NHL 23. Search NHL 23 to find out more. This episode is brought to you by the Chevy Silverado. According to J.D. Power, Chevy trucks won more new vehicle quality awards than any other brand. But champions don't stop. They keep moving forward. And that's what the Chevy Silverado is all about. It delivers next-level off-road capability with a refreshed interior, advanced technology, plus a larger, more functional bed than any competitor for the ultimate tailgate flex. To learn more, visit Chevy.com. For J.D. Power 2022 U.S. award information, visit JDPower.com award. Hello, Mistorians. Kevin here. If you're hearing this, then I have likely had my baby. Well, more accurately, my wife had our baby. But I was there, probably. Before the big day came, Greg, John, and I decided to record some quick episodes to make sure we had some to publish while I am knees-deep in baby shit and sobbing incessantly from lack of sleep and general terror. Greg had to join our Skype call from afar. He was in Vegas or Tijuana or something. I can't keep track of all his comings and goings. So he wasn't using his normal setup for this one. We hope you're safe, healthy, and hanging in there. Enjoy the episode. Hello and welcome to History Defeats Itself. My name is Kevin Rosenquist. I hope you're doing great wherever you may be. Not so great. (laughs) <laughs> Greg just did a shot of Fireball, uh, and it's 11 o'clock in the morning, so uh, yeah, yeah. this episode is about AA and uh, and Greg's new involvement in it. Anyhow, uh, this- I think, I think it's appropriate for me to be drunk during the intervention. This is, this is our third episode of our three-part What Makes Us Uncomfortable series that we recorded in advance to be prepared for when uh, we, me and my wife have our baby and are kind of out of commission for a little bit, so this is the, the, the final part of that. Don't forget to go out and follow us on social media and stay in touch with us. Uh, we love to hear from you, as always. Joining me, as always, are my glorious cohorts and co-hosts, John Banks, Greg Mitchell. How are you guys? Fantastic. Buzzed. Let's pretend like we haven't just done two other episodes. <laughs> I'm about to go on a vacation for two weeks so to Zion National Park and Moab and Bryce Canyon, so I'm doing fantastic. So are you taking a... You, did you rent an RV? Is that what you're doing? We did. We That's did. awesome, man. Rented, I think it's tw- 24 foot... Holy shit. Well, the most important thing is we have a bathroom and a shower and a bed. Are you driving that bad boy? I am. I am. Woo. Yep. Can't wait. I'm going to staff the roads. I'm going to stay out of Zion. <laughs> That's for sure. That is for sure. All right, gentlemen. Well, it's uh, this is my turn to do my uncomfortable topic. And on this episode, we are going to talk about thrill seekers. Mm. Oh, and mm. I will tell you that it was ironic because we did mention Evil Knievel in my la and and I believe in the last episode, and we did actually talk about some things kind of related to this sort of stuff. John, when John was talking about positivity and negativity, so why does this make me uncomfortable? Well, I'm not great with heights, so I can <laughs> I can uh, I, I don't think that every thrill seeking has to do with heights. Well, no. just listen, just just there's a whole episode here to listen to. Only the good ones. <laughs> but I, uh, I can go up uh, a ski lift and ski down a mountain. No problem. I have no issue with that. But glass bottom lookouts on skyscrapers? Nope. Standing on the edge of a tall building? Nope. 
Those old pictures of the twenties from the twenties and those dudes are like eating their lunches on a steel oh, beam yeah. way the fuck up in the air. Yeah. Fuck no. How do those guys you know, not- a lot of people don't know that, but they all died right after that picture. Is that real? No. no <laughs> <laughs> I bet you some guys underneath them died though, because I bet you some of those metal lunch boxes. Yeah, someone dropped a pickle. Well, and they didn't. They didn't like. They didn't take out the olive seeds back then. So you know, people with the olive seeds just fall. <laughs> like How on earth like did the wind not knock those guys? I never could figure that out. How's the wind not blowing those guys off of that? Thing? I don't know. I think it's kind of like the moon landing. It didn't really happen. Oh, okay. <laughs> so sounds soundstage. So, you know, to, to continue, I don't. I don't love. I don't love roller coasters. You know, I don't love. Uh, uh, you know, I, I don't have a problem. I fly. I have no issue with flying. But I, you know, when there's turbulence, I get a little uncomfortable. Like I don't. I don't love it. I don't. I, like I've never been on one of those small engine planes. But I don't think I'd do great at that. You know. <laughs> but at the same time, I, you know, my wife and I went rock climbing for our anniversary a couple of years ago, and that was a bunch of that was a blast. You know, we weren't on the face of some giant cliff, but we were. You know, we were. It was still a rush. You know. I loved to, I loved to race. I used to race uh, competitive go karts in high school and college. Not the amusement this park is ones. Really, a competitive. <laughs> Not the amusement know, park like... ones. The fast ones. It was a league, and I mean, yeah, this was... one goes six miles an hour. <laughs> Actually, probably in uh, when I did circle check, probably got close to about sixty miles an hour. So it was fast in a go kart. That is fast. Yeah. But but like but I would totally do one of those like stock car racing school weekend things where you get in a NASCAR or an IndyCar or something like that and you and you drive the shit out. Of it. I would totally do that. I, I really would. But like other things, are we just going through a laundry list of shit that you would do? And <laughs> what I would do or do. wouldn't do? Yeah, but, I, but so are, would you guys? Are you guys? Would you call? Would you consider yourselves adrenaline junkies? Do you guys like that kind of stuff? Do you? You know, what's the what's like the craziest kind of thrill seeking adrenaline junkie type thing you've done? For for me, I feel feel like when my alarm goes off and I'm in a deep sleep, mm-hmm. right, and, I, and I pop up like I'm shocked. Yeah, yeah. that's a rush. That's totally. I don't like it. I don't like yeah. it. I, I I am not an adrenaline junkie. I uh, I do enjoy certain like I enjoy rock climbing and things like that. But it's it's more about because I'm so those kinds of things are the only moments in my life where I am like 100 percent present. So I enjoy the presence of it. But I I do not I like my brother's a huge kayaker and and mountain biker and stuff like that. And and I'm just like that's just. Like I'm 45 years old, I you know it's, I I want to stay in shape, but I don't want to break things. <laughs> like I don't want to be the I don't want to be the 70 year old who's got a really fucked up hip, right? So yeah, yeah. It, yeah. So so no, I don't. I'm not a I'm not an adrenaline junkie. How about you, Greg? Well, I'm not an adrenaline junkie either. By the way, <laughs> I'm a what do you call it? A nervous Jew. <laughs> Apparently I am too. Yeah. Apparently we all are. <laughs> yeah. But I do, you know, I love playing hockey and like some people are like, wow, you play hockey all the time. But for me, I don't see it as being dangerous. Um, I don't see it as being the same like heart pounding. death. No, 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 no. Did you sport. ever watch the movie Youngblood with Rob Lowe? God, I love that movie. Yeah, well, I mean, that's good. so there you go. Someone could knock off your helmet, kick your legs up from under you and cause you massive brain trauma. That's true. So. And, I, and that's an accepted risk. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, I like I like, you know, I've surfed in the past. I've gone boogie boarding in the ocean. I've done like wakeboarding. I've done like I love I love snowboarding. Sure. I do. I do a lot of like fun sport activity things, but they're not really I think like the I'm not a bungee jumper. I'm they're not, not extreme. No, yeah. no. And you how are you? Guys, how are you? Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, you see these guys in those sky shoots or wingsuits, and they're literally flying, and they're like ten feet above 
fucking huge rocks. It's like, how in the fuck? What is wrong with your brain? Like, all the, those guys have a 100% success rate of dying. <laughs> well, we're going to talk so, a lot about them. What? Do you, how do you guys feel about uh, about roller coasters? I love them. I love them. Uh, yeah, I, but I will say, like, I have to, as I'm now, because of the, what is that, fluid in your ears? or uh, There's like a, but for now when I ride them, I have <laughs> to take. I'm old, so I get Yeah, vertigo. now that I'm old, I still love them, but I have to take Dramamine, because if I don't take Dramamine, I ride one roller coaster, and then I'm fucked up for the day. Yeah. So it's not that I'm afraid of the roller coaster. I'm afraid of being dizzy all day. <laughs> 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 all right. Well, that's, I mean, that's a thrill. That's a, that's a rush. That's an adrenaline junkie. It's a, it's a yeah. more, it's a very common adrenaline junkie activity, but it's still an adre- adrenaline junkie activity. But it's also like a very safe one, you know, I, true. I feel like, yeah. You've obviously never seen the movie roller coaster. <laughs> <laughs> was Rob Lowe in that one too? Probably. He might've been. He was in a lot of movies. I think he was just the producer. I used to work at Magic Mountain. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. But I see. Here's the thing, though. Here's an interesting thing. I love. I loved roller coasters as a kid, but I don't anymore. And I, I don't know where that changed. But I, I do feel like for me, and I know this is going to really be surprising for you guys, but I think it's a control thing to some degree for me. <laughs> and <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. Earth shattering. Like this is like. No, okay, go ahead. What? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's just breaking news. <laughs> The, uh, but I think like, that's why I think like I would get I would get in a a race car no problem you know I would do I would do a lot of things that I can control like I I talked about I would not really want to be in one of those small engine planes but have I if I learned how to fly the small engine plane I think I would have an easier time with mm. it than just sitting in the passenger seat with it. Well, if you learned how to fly a small engine plane, I would not want to be in your small engine plane. <laughs> and I don't blame you. <laughs> Because I am not a great learner, so uh, I probably would have half-assed it. I would have been like, I got the gist of it. I read through the book pretty quickly. I read a brochure. I got it, you know? I've seen you drive a car. Yeah. I've been in your car. That wasn't fun. What? (laughs) You do drive kind of like a crazy person. I was talking to Sheena a lot, though. Yeah, it was aggressive. It was aggressive. Well, I mean, I lived in a... I live in Chicago. It's aggressive. Driving. <laughs> he, he lives on a grid with red lights. You gotta go oh, fast. No. I, I, yeah, you to, gotta go I was fast. talking about when I went to visit you in Colorado. <laughs> what? When we were driving around? No, come on. I'll I'll, just, I'll, just, I'll tell you that I, I, the same because for my birthday, Courtney got me the Porsche experience. So I got oh yeah, 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 yeah. And it was and it was awesome. And it, and I wasn't scared. And it was an absolute adrenaline. So I think for me, it's like I, it, it's about risk. Right, so like I felt in that car, even going 100 miles an hour, it's like I'm driving something that has been engineered to wreck on the autobahn at 150 miles per hour. So I felt very. So it's even though it's a thrill, it's like I'm not worried too much about my safety. Mm-hmm. So I think that's for me. It's like where it's like I would never free climb, you know, El Capitan, right? And because mm-hmm. I don't want to fall and die. That's the thing. It's like it's like if my risk of death is super low, or at least my assumption of it is low then the adrenaline part is fun, but I'm not going to, I'm not, I don't want the adrenaline with that risk. Well, that's a good segue, John, into, uh, so tourscanner.com listed the 50 best adrenaline activities for thrill seekers. I'm going to list a few of them and let's, let's, let's talk about if you would do them. Sound good? Okay. Uh, John, do you, I can't remember, do you ski or snowboard? I know, I know Greg snowboards. I do not. Okay. Um, So this one might not apply to you too much, but first one is uh, heli-skiing, which is where you have a helicopter take you up to a to a, a higher part of the of a mountain than the ski lifts can get to. Uh, have you ever done that, Craig? 
I, I haven't, no, but I would. I have not, and I uh, that would be something I, w- I would do. I, I would say I'm a decent, I'm a pretty good skier, but I would like to become a better skier and do it more consistently probably before I do that because I only get out once or twice a year and at this point. So if I could if I could be better at skiing, I would totally in a heartbeat do that. But you would too, Greg? Oh, I would love... Would like, you do that right down. now or would you feel like you'd need to get better before you do it or you feel prepared to do that? Uh, I could probably do it right now. Yeah. Yeah, I'd love to just jump in on fresh, fresh fucking powder and and then just cause an avalanche avalanche yeah. and just like fucking kill everyone below me, but somehow I make it. Take yeah. everybody out, yeah. Yep. John John, would you are do you nope. have any interest in skiing or snowboarding? And like in nope. general? Nope. So not even I'm not talking about hella skiing. I mean just no? I mean to me all skiing is hella skiing. So. <laughs> <laughs> why I, why is why is that something you don't that that you don't want to do? Is there any particular reason? Um is it the danger? I, no, it's not the danger part. It's, so I just, uh, I mean, you guys have mentioned this before on the podcast. I have incredibly skinny legs. And it's very hard for me to control two things at once with my legs. <laughs> so, like, so I would be more open to snowboarding uh, than I would to skiing. Like I tried skiing a couple of times in my like late teens, early 20s. And I just sucked at it, never liked it. Uh, yeah. I don't like, it's I don't very like hard for me to control. So. <laughs> I don't like being cold. That's a good one too. Yeah, I don't. I don't like being cold. So, would you skate? Uh, would you go ice skating? Uh, no, no, nope, won't do that. Uh, I will go ice climbing. It's really just things with my legs. <laughs> so, so no leg things. Okay, so I'm going to no go through my skate. list here and look for anything else with the legs. Uh, there's some more leg stuff later. Uh, what about uh, slacklining? Have you guys seen people do that before? Do you know what that is? Yeah, I do that. So, so for yeah. everybody out there, slack. I've seen people do this in parks and stuff where they'll tie a, a, a wire between two trees and then they'll balance on it like tightrope walkers. Uh, but the real crazies do it over like canyons and gigantic lakes and huge heights and stuff like that. I think I can probably speak for all three of us when we'd say we would not do that, correct? No, 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 no. I will slack line in the park when it's four feet off the ground. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh. Easy there, like- killer. <laughs> <laughs> I am unstoppable. I don't have a ton of confidence when I'm just walking around. I know. <laughs> and oh, I, agree. I agree. I think the balance thing would be a little bit. I think at this point I've, I've, uh, I've drank enough where my head is a little, a little bit like not all there. <laughs> uh, how about bungee jumping? Would you guys? Yeah. Yeah. I've done that. You've, oh, you've done that. I've done that. Yeah. You didn't. I said, what's the craziest thing you've done? That's pretty crazy. Well, but again, I feel like because you're strapped in, yeah, yeah, again, it's like, I feel like the first person to ever bungee jump, that was fucking crazy. But it's like, once you're like, oh, right, these straps work. And, you know, it's like there's this whole system in place to keep you safe. So I, I just don't feel like, you know, again, is it is it possible you're going to die or that it could yeah. fall or whatever or fail? Yeah, it's not probable, though. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So it's a simple math equation for you. It, it really is. Yeah. And it was it was awesome. It was incredibly fun. And it was you know because you're falling, and then all of a sudden you're on a giant rubber band, and you're like, I'm in a cartoon. So, that's what I yell. <laughs> so, like even off a diving board. <laughs> yeah, just in yeah. general. Just in general. Just in general. He's yeah. driving down the street. I'm in a cartoon. <laughs> yeah. Greg, how about you? Have you been bungee jumping, or would you? Nope. Nope and nope. Nope uh-uh. and nope. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a that. nope and nope on that as well. It's not no really. Yeah, I don't think I would do it. But you would hella ski. Yeah, if I yeah, I would. I don't know. It's interesting though where our lines are. Yeah. You know, that's some of the things that kind of fascinates me about this topic is that there is a. I mean, the the next thing on my list, and we'll just kind of segue into it because it's kind of similar, is skydiving, and that's another thing that is a big no thanks for me. Nope. I just have no desire to do that. Mm-mm. But John, I'll bet if you bungee jump, I mean, would you be would you be willing to skydive? Um, 
No, and here's why. Because, again, it all goes back to my skinny legs. Right? So, the, so you're right about the landing. <laughs> right. My fear is not falling to my death. Right. I believe that the parachute, you know, like if you're with the right kind of people, I believe like you're in tandem, the parachute's going to open. But it's like I would be so nervous the whole time that I'm not going to land right that I'm going to blow out my, my leg. So that would be, yeah. That's not the thing you're supposed to be scared of. You're yeah. supposed to be scared of the parachute not opening, yeah. and you blow everything out. And you, and you just land flat, like, uh, bat, again, like you're in a cartoon, except you don't get up and walk away. <laughs> right. Like, everything that's inside of your body is on the outside of your body. Well, and, and I, I think probably more for me than anything is that I am not scared of death. I am not, but I am, but I am, I do not want to live in pain. You don't want to be maimed. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. That's the, I, like I swear to God. It's like I, I, I really like. I am. I have more fear of doing something to my body that will stay with me for the rest of my life and and like impede my joy in life. Which I mean, from my last episode, we now don't have any of that. So it's such a finite <laughs> resource for me that I don't want to fuck with it. So, but but death. It's a very pessimistic view, John. You live in so much emotional pain, though. That's Maybe true. you just can't handle the physical. Right. No, that's that's exactly what I'm saying. Like emotional <laughs> pain. I've had that since I was three years old. I know how to fucking cope with that. Physical pain okay. I'm not so good at. Okay. Uh, fair. Fair. Yeah. Canyoning. Uh, it's also known as gorge walking. Uh, canyoning involves swimming through rock pools, climbing over rocks, sliding through narrow cracks, you know, being in canyons and stuff. You have to be prepared to like wade, swim, and crawl as you navigate like steep wide open rivers and deep narrow slots and canyons. I need something similar to that. Yeah. I, I think with, um, a, in a guy, with a guide, I would do that. I think I, I, yeah, me too. I, what I do that's similar to that is sometimes what I'll do is I'll get up out of bed and I'll walk down the hallway and then go down the stairs <laughs> and then go on the couch. But you have a guide. Yeah, Let's right. be clear. I do. He's, he's engorged. He's not in a gorge. So. <laughs> Does that mean I have a boner? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. A down the stair- you have a down the stairs boner. Uh, down you the stairs boner. Yeah, you, do. you know what? That's so much more comfortable than the up the stairs boner. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because otherwise you might fall backwards. I don't know if I should admit this or not, but usually usually I have the up the stairs boner because that's where the bedroom is. Mm-hmm. So oh, I'm like yeah. going up there to, as opposed to the down the stairs boner where like nothing gets going to happen. But, but that's a boner thing. that's going away. Either way, it's just an awkward boner for everybody else in the house. <laughs> Oh, God, Dad's going up the stairs. Everybody look away. <laughs> and he's wearing sweats. <laughs> so, uh, gorge walking at canyoning. Would, I, I would do that, though. I would do that with the right guide, you yeah. know, with, a, with, with someone that I, that I felt I could, you know, I could trust. One little caveat is I would have to, it couldn't be cold. It's a, I don't like being cold, right? So it can't be cold water. If it's like, if it's. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know, that's, that's water, a tough part for you, John. And see, like part of something, another thing that, that kind of goes with that, that I would totally do that, uh, clearly John would not, is I would do, I would do mountaineering. I think that would be fun. I wouldn't I would, go like, I, would, I, would I wouldn't climb Everest, but I yeah. like the idea of the, like, basically it's just more intense hiking with ropes yeah. and stuff like yep. that. I think that could be that. really fun. I'm totally as out. long as it's not a snowy mountain, totally but he, but that's great, John. That could be really cold, right? Well, I'm sorry. It's not. It's not. It's being cold and wet. So when you ski and you fall down a lot, you get wet, right? And when not you if you're wearing the right you clothes. <laughs> not <laughs> if you put Scotch guard on your jeans. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't ski in jeans, John. Just don't be that guy. <laughs> jeans and a and a muscle shirt and a tank. I remember one time I went to math, and and it was like six degrees out. And there's some dude, I see this thing coming down the mountain, right? And I'm like, wow, that's a really good skier. And he's getting down closer and closer. And he's literally just wearing like these USA, like European 
bathing suit type thing. I know I just mentioned two different things like USA <laughs> and European, but like that's all he's wearing is like six degrees out and he's like a phenomenal steer. And he comes and he makes a big stop like right in front of me and it's like his ass cheeks are just like, it's like a G-string thing. Dude, it was a fun That's awesome. In my life. And he was cold. Yeah, I'll bet he was. I'll bet he was. <laughs> he, did, he was not having a downhill boner. <laughs> no, no. You would have known. You would have known. There's a tremendous amount of confidence in this scheme. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Because you fall in that scenario. That's not fun. I mean, I, I there's not a single eye that wasn't on him. Oh, yeah, I, but I would say possible. so. I would say yeah. so. Running with the bulls? Uh, no. to me, To me, this no. is less of a thrill-seeking thing and more of a stupidity thing. That's <laughs> yeah. definitely not yeah. something I would do. I don't understand no. it really. I don't. I don't yeah. get the appeal. Well, I think it's an adrenaline rush that you share with your friends until one of them gets a fucking bull horn up their asshole. Yeah, until some, one of them is completely maimed, bleeding. Yeah. And you ever see the footage when someone gets hurt? Everyone huddles around and looks around, like all like upset and stuff. And you're just part of you is like, what did you think was going to happen? <laughs> you know, like they're just like, oh my god, this is horrible. It's like, yeah, it is horrible because you were running with bulls. You know why it happened? Because they were all optimistic that they weren't going to get gorged. Oh, I like that. Well, right. you know you know what ends up happening, too? The bulls all die anyway later. So that's I, – I, I hate to be that guy, yeah. but bulls might as well take out as many fucking people as they can on the way. Yeah, that's true. Get their revenge now. Uh, storm chasing was another one that was on this list. And I actually have a, a, a good friend of mine who does that. He's a – he has a PhD in atmospheric science, and uh, he is, he does storm chase sometimes. And he said he would take me sometime, and I would love to do that. I think that I would, would too. Be fun. Yeah, I would too. It is really dangerous, though, especially yeah. if you don't know what you're doing. But but again, I saw that probably, movie. What was that called? Twister, uh, Tornadoes, Twister. Twister. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, Twister. So I feel like I know. I'm prepared. Bill, to you can do it. Yeah. yeah. Bill Pullman or Bill Paxton? I forget which Bill was that. Paxton. It was Paxton. Paxton. Yeah. 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 And Helen was it Helen Hunt? Yeah. And what about that cow? That went flying we, you want to go through the whole cast? I'll just bring what it up. The cow? <laughs> the cow that went flying in the air? And everyone's like, holy fuck, these twisters when, uh, have some power. Growing up in Alabama, we got tornadoes all the time. And me and a, a buddy of mine, we used to go and we would park our truck in, in our trucks and we would like watch like where they're going to be. And we'd actually watch these tornadoes go by and like, because it's really cool because it's like this crazy noise and it's super dark and then like lightning will strike. And then all of a sudden you just see this humongous tornado like moving across the skyline and it was really cool yeah that is cool greg would you would you storm chase i i wouldn't but you know i think touching on what john was saying when you see these like amazing uh acts of mother nature that are just so awesome yeah. it's like i can see the appeal but no i want to stay away from i'm gonna do storm running away from in <laughs> storm running away from that's not on the list storm running away from but that would that would get your adrenaline up it <laughs> would yeah it yeah. would the important thing is when you're doing that, though, to run a zigzag. <laughs> so, so the storm can't, doesn't know which way you're going to go? Yeah, the twister. You don't want the twister. <laughs> you don't want to predict it. You want to, try to, you, want to tri- you want to trick it is what you're trying yeah. to say. Yeah, okay. okay. That's want to be clear. Well, I mean, maybe that's why Twister was born to walk alone. <laughs> so. Uh, I'm sorry? <laughs> what you, is that song? Like a twister. Like a twister I, was I was born, born to walk alone. alone. You mean like a drifter I was born oh. to walk alone? I always thought it was Twister. That makes a lot of sense. That you makes a lot more sense. <laughs> you know what? what? I don't know if it's just a shot of fireball that I had, but I thought it was Twister also. I, I did too. And I was just like, 
It makes, I mean, I guess it makes sense because who wants to hang out with a tornado? <laughs> but <laughs> rather to hang out with a tornado than a fucking drifter. Those wow, guys are dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that's fantastic. That's better than I went to the danger zone. <laughs> I swear to God, it's We're so funny, stupid. It was. I thought it, it never, was. Too. I thought it was the stupidest fucking line in a song, but it turns out I'm the idiot. So. Oh my God! No, no there's crazy. only one line that's dumber in a song, and that's "Highway to the Danger Zone." <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving on. Um, cage diving with sharks. Um, it turns out I don't know what it means. I don't know what it means. <laughs> I would, I would cave diving with sharks. I wouldn't be afraid of the shark part because you're in the cage. But I, I, uh, I, I tried scuba diving and I could never get my ears to to equalize. So I wouldn't uh, want to do it because I would just be annoyed all the time that I can't fucking get my ears to balance. <laughs> so and people would be like, "You're not in the cage. The shark's gonna kill you." And I'm like, "My fucking ears won't balance. I gotta you're get like, back what? out." What? <laughs> What's behind me? Greg, would you would you do that? Fuck yeah, I would do that. I'd do that with you. I don't love... I'm not a huge fan of sharks. They freak me out. But, oh, um, you just got denied. You're in a cage. But you're in a cage. You're in a cage. I mean, I would I would get over my fear for that. Yeah, I would. Only only if we go together, though, Greg. I want to see them fucking, like, bite the fucking cage, and you see their gums and rows of teeth, and, like, and you're, like, flipping them off, or you're pulling down your fucking pants and showing your ass, and you're like, fuck you, shark. I kind of would want to inspect that cage before it went down, though, I think. You want to make sure that everything's welded properly? Yeah, kind of. Honestly, I oh, kind of do. That's, Maybe I'd, take, I'd just take a baseball bat and just start smacking it. I'm going to go in there with you, because if it, if it goes, if something goes sideways, I'm going to push you right into the shark's mouth, and then I get out and go Kevin. say, Sheenik, you're not going to believe this, but Kevin just got eaten by a shark. Yeah, because there'll probably be only one shark, right, Greg? So you'll be fine to swim to safety. All right, good. I'm glad you're thinking this through. So, Kevin's like biting the cage, seeing if it works. <laughs> Try to test it. Yeah. He's like, I can't bite through it. It's fine. I think that this seems like quality steel. <laughs> this is one that you re- you referenced earlier, Greg. Uh, wingsuit base jumping. That's the yeah. That's the one that looks like the flying squirrel suit suits. It's actually, uh, many say it's the most dangerous sport, thrill-seeking thing you can do. Yeah, I think that's, everybody has died. Yeah, it's yeah. it's terrifying. Yeah, absolutely. I would do it. There's no it. way in hell I could do. I would be able to do that. I'm just I'm distracted too easily, <laughs> right? So I'd be flying, and I'd be like, "Oh, bird!" And then, bam, tree dead. Yeah, yeah, or or, or side of mountain. <laughs> How do you practice that? You can't practice it until you actually do it. I've thought of that too. Like you, how do you practice something like that? Because it's either it's you kind of just thrown in the fire. I think you know what, what else can you do? Yeah. Uh, do I read it. this. I read this book called Flow, and there was a story. We know you story. read a book. I know. And of course, it's you about read a people. Book about it's this. about people who do extreme sports, or, or a lot of it was about like it was about being in flow. So he used extreme sports as examples. And there was these guys who, and I can't remember if it was New York or Chicago or, or where they did that at, but they did a jumped off a building and then flew through the city. And what they did was they actually they mapped out the city and then like with a video, and then they played the video, and then they were hooked up to like straps and they were like hanging and they were actually like working on like they practiced the turns and then they all did it and they all survived so uh, now i mean who knows if they're still alive but (laughs) (laughs) the book the book didn't stay with them for long enough i heard heard one of them choked on a burrito at taco bell (laughs) (laughs) probably probably because he was like he was surprised that he was eating taco bell and it wasn't del taco yeah he was like i should have gone to del taco and then that was it (laughs) yep he pooped his pants (laughs) We mentioned this earlier too is the the free solo climbing. 
the rock climbing. Um, yeah, no. I mean, I think rock climbing is, you know, I don't know. I would pro- I really enjoyed it when, when Gina and I did it for our anniversary. Again, it was, we had a guide. There was a, a specific spot that already had all the, uh, I forget what they're and called And the belay. Now. So if you fall, you're fine. You got the belay yeah, and all that stuff. Yeah. yeah. But you, that, that I love. That's that fun. I think is cool. I still don't yeah. know if I could do it in more of an extreme setting. You know, the rock climbing that, you know, where people are, the lead goes up and bangs the the metal yeah. into the into there and does I don't think I could do that, but I can tell you what I will definitely not do, and that is free solo climbing. I, I think those people like what is his name? Alex Hannell, I think, is like the main yeah. the, the biggest guy. I mean, how on earth how how on earth are they alive? How is it know. possible that they're not dead? Well it's not crazy. only that, but there's actually like were he free solo, there's actually a trail that goes from the bottom up. <laughs> so you can just walk <laughs> up there. You don't have to climb well, that, that was fucking dumb. rock. What the hell? <laughs> And you get there so much faster, right? Yeah. So it's like you save time, you don't die. Yeah. You don't have to hang from your finger. Well, right. it's, it's, that's what's so crazy about it. I mean, you, like you got this huge rock face and you're three quarters of the way up and like you're almost there, but you just, all it takes is one slip and you're dead. And that's just, it's insane to me to think that they're, that it's, that the, they're, they're that technical, able to be that technical where they can do something like that and live. Yeah. That There's is. definitely a screw this. You have to, yeah, you have to just like, not give a shit and and not you know you the, the part of your brain that worries about that sort of stuff just doesn't fire it just doesn't or not fire you're at all. so optimistic that you believe you can't die all right well hey but he's still alive <laughs> or how about you don't care if you do die i don't i don't think it is i don't think it's i, I don't think that it is that i think it's the the desire like that achievement or that adrenaline or that like you know being the person who does it, I think that's so gr- much greater than any other thing you have. I think they definitely there's part of them that knows they could die, right? And I'm sure yeah. they don't want to die. Well, it's a, it's a, it's, it has to be somewhere in there. Yeah, because that's a very I mean that that's a human thing to not want to die. Yeah. So yeah. or animal that's an animal thing. Like no animals like like there's not a bear running after you and you may freeze because your brain doesn't know what to do, but your brain's not like cool. I'm gonna die. Yeah, you know what? <laughs> this isn't such a bad way to go. <laughs> right. Right. Micro light flying. Those are those little cart looking things with the wings on top. Have you seen guys oh, no. in those? I wouldn't do that. Isn't that how John Denver died? No, he was skiing. Wasn't didn't he hit a tree? No, that was Sunny, that was Sunny Bono. Bono. Oh. John no, Denver, I think he died in some kind of private aircraft crafts thing and I think it I don't know if it was that kind. You know the ones I'm talking about, right? They're the little things that you sit in yeah. and they have little yeah. wheels on them and then they have, I I could see myself doing that depending on how high I went. I don't know. Maybe nope. that's that's a I'm maybe. not doing that. That's okay. a maybe, but probably not. Let's be honest. And finally, uh, the biggest the biggest one on this list for the new new thrill is going into space. All you need is a cool two hundred and fifty thousand dollars, and you too can go into space. You hit speeds up to two thousand miles an hour, and you can choose to go around the moon. You can live aboard the International Space Station for ten days, uh, and you can even do a spacewalk. And I think this falls into the category of no thanks for Kevin. How about you guys? Um, Would you do that? Would you go into space? Well, I mean, obviously, assume, let's assume we're all gazillionaires and we have oh, the ability okay. to do that. Okay. I I don't know that I could, right? Because and, and Is it the ear thing again? No, no. It's, it's a, <laughs> I can't get my ears. Well, it's space sharks. I don't want to fucking... I don't space sharks. Space sharks. <laughs> No, I, I think that I have a hard time, uh, like, if I feel like I waste 20 bucks, right? So even if I was a gazillionaire, I, the whole time I'd just be like, is this worth $250,000? Yeah, what I, you're the whole in time. space be... on the space station. You're looking All right, at hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Let's let's t- so take the money angle out just from a mm-hmm. thrill seeking and from the from the experience the physical experience of it, John. Would you 
would you do it? Uh, and also not I, not to flee the the planet if it's like about to blow up either. I mean, just for fun. <laughs> I I think I could. Yeah. Yeah. I think I could. Uh, I, again, not not gonna be the first guy that goes. Gonna let that really like test that a couple of years. <laughs> you know, really let them work out the kinks, and then and then yeah, I think I could. I see. Well, in that scenario, I say you do have a fear of dying because I don't think you're gonna get maimed if that goes wrong. You're done. Yeah, I mean, you could get you could get space maimed. <laughs> space maimed. That's true. I've seen gravity. He just kind of floated around for a while, and that couldn't have been a good right. way to go. Right, right. I feel like well, because it's I feel like for, like freezing to death would be really painful, right? Like to because you'd freeze in a matter of seconds. But I think your brain would be like one of the last things probably to freeze, and just to be watching myself freezing would suck. And then <laughs> and then to fall through through the atmosphere catch on fire, get put out by the air while you're falling, and still be alive with severe burns while you're falling to your death, that would suck. That would suck. He's given this some thought. <laughs> I think it happened to him. But I, <laughs> but I feel, but I feel, again, I feel like the, you know, I, 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 have a, I mean, I guess I have a lot of faith in science and engineering, so it's like once, once I feel like they work out the kinks, the kinks are worked out. So, you know, and so your chances of anything happening are probably pretty low. I would not do it, and that's because um, I don't want to be away from home for that long. <laughs> Ten days. That's too. You don't want to be away from your home planet for that long. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I don't think I'd want to. I, I think like going up, doing a spacewalk, going around the moon. I think I could. All that would be fine. I would not want to stay in the International Space Station for ten days just because I. I would. I would. I think I would freak the fuck out. I think. I think I the service there too. sucks too, right? Like they're not going to make your bed. Yeah. It's the food. Kinda, yeah, the not, food's probably not the best. It's crap. Yeah. There's no pool. There's no pool. <laughs> I would have a hard. I would have a hard time with it. It would be one of those things where it'd be like, God, am I? Am I an idiot for not taking this kind of an opportunity? But I think just the. The training and the the G's and the force and like all that stuff, like I think, God, that feeling like your head's gonna explode as you're as you're climbing. I mean that that would be hard to deal with. That would be really hard. I, I don't think I could do well in that scenario. Yeah, I, I don't want to do that. It sounds kind of painful. This episode is brought to you by Direct TV Stream. Direct TV Stream is your home for basketball this season because it's the best way to catch the games you won't want to miss. And with the DirecTV Stream Sports Hub, you can follow your favorite teams and track scores all in one place, which makes keeping up with the biggest plays, rivalries, and wins this season a slam dunk. So get your sports together and get your TV together at directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. This episode is brought to you by the Chevy Silverado. According to J.D. Power, Chevy trucks won more new vehicle quality awards than any other brand. But champions don't stop. They keep moving forward. And that's what the Chevy Silverado is all about. It delivers next-level off-road capability with a refreshed interior, advanced technology, plus a larger, more functional bed than any competitor for the ultimate tailgate flex. To learn more, visit Chevy.com. For J.D. Power 2022 U.S. award information, visit JDPower.com award. All right, well, let's, uh, let's talk a little history of Daredevil, shall we? We sure yes. shall. Let's do it. Okay. Parkour. So this is a list compiled from a 2013 article on Seeker.com by Talal Al-Khatib. In the 9th century, Abbas Ibn Furnas, an inventor from Cordoba, Spain, built a homemade glider out of silk, wood, and real feathers. He was around 65 years old at the time. He launched himself from a tower 
and glided over the city. Some estimations say he flew for 10 minutes, although there are some who think that was severely exaggerated. It was a success, although he really hadn't figured out the landing part, and he crash-landed pretty hard and injured his back. But he did live for another 12 years after that, but didn't try another flight, you know, because of the whole back thing. Uh, he mm-hmm. studied he studied birds, and while he never came, he never made another flight attempt of his own. His flying machine diagrams became the cornerstone of aviation engineering in the 20th century, which is why I wanted to bring him up. He's kind of the first oh, one wow. who was like, "Hey, man, I'm gonna I'm gonna fly," and uh, he kind of did. But then he he didn't realize that he needed to you know figure out a way to land and all that. So that's kind of key part. In the 11th century, uh, Furness's flight had inspired a monk known as. Elmer of Malmesbury. <laughs> Which I thought you might yes. like. That monk yes. got so much ass. <laughs> he built a bird-like apparatus resembling large wings and strapped it to his arms and jumped off a tower. He flew the length of two football fields before crashing and breaking both of his legs. <laughs> Which, dude, breaking both of your legs in the 11th century? I mean, that would suck now, but can you imagine doing that in the 11th century? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there's, like, there's like a horse in the field with broken legs, and the horse was getting shot, and Elmer's like, oh, shit, they're going to shoot me. <laughs> shit, this is not good for me. <laughs> yeah. This is not good for Elmer. He, uh, uh, he said his mistake was not designing a tail that would help coast to the ground, is what he had said. <laughs> well, you know, a lot of people was- don't know this, that... The right Sorry, I was going to say, was gonna say oh. his mistake was breaking both of his legs. That was probably that was that was probably not the plan either. Yeah. yeah. Well, I was just going to say a lot of people don't know the Wright brothers. Their first plane was just built out of feathers. It was just feathers. Yeah. yeah. It didn't go well. Yeah. Wilbur just glued a bunch of feathers on him and then and jumped off a building and broke only one leg. On December twenty sixth, seventeen eighty three, Louis Sebastian Lenormand, who was a French chemist, physicist, and inventor became the first base jumper as well. He didn't invent the parachute, but he was the first first to successfully use one. He jumped from the tower of the Montpellier Pellier Montpellier observatory wow. in front of a crowd. I imagine was this just there to see him fall to his death. His 14-foot parachute with its rigid wooden frame helped him slow his descent and he landed safely. His atten- intended use for this was to help entrapped occupants of a burning building jump to safety. So he was the first base jumper. Ten years later, Jean-Pierre Blanchard, a balloon enthusiast, would make the first parachute jump from a hot air balloon. Not all early parachute adopters and developers were as successful. On February 4th of 1912, Franz Reichelt, an Austrian tailor living in Paris, thought he had come up with an inspired design for a parachute, which he tested by jumping from the Eiffel Tower. It didn't go well. He he plummeted to his demise. <laughs> it's not funny, John. Wait, apparently, did he, did, he demi- did he demise on his way down, or was it when he stopped? Well, <laughs> apparently, the, the parachute uh, didn't open, and oh. uh, generally speaking, that is a that's a bad part if it doesn't open. Yeah, that is true. Um, Donald Campbell was a British adrenaline junkie. He broke both the world land and water speed records in 1964. He's the only person in history to achieve both. And he broke his own records in both categories uh, many times. An attempt to achieve his eighth water speed record led to his death in 1967 when his jet-powered boat, the Bluebird K-7, catapulted 50 feet above the water and fell to pieces upon landing, killing him instantly. Oh, so, poor guy. 
I mean, a lot of this, you know, if you're going to do that kind of shit, though, it's sort of like if 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 a freak solo climber fell to their death, it's like, well, I mean, you know, you kind of like it's sad, but you're like, well, it's kind of I mean, if that's what you're going to do, man. I, that You know, <laughs> that's why you're doing it. Well, yeah, I don't think, but again, I don't think you're doing it to die. You're doing it for the thrill. And, and you probably do, like, especially if you've been successful, right? You pro- there's probably like a level of like, you're like, I'm not going to die. Right? Yeah. It's like, I've done this. I've done this six times already. I'm not going to die. I'm just saying on the way down, you're not shocked. Oh, no, no, no. You're, you're not, you're not like, air. what happened? Yeah, I yeah, suppose. That's true. But a lot of the stuff, a lot of the stuff that I've read about, uh, there was a lot of situations where they said their you know, friends and family tried to talk him out of it, you know? And so, I mean, he, there's people trying to talk sense into these people and they're like, nah, I got to try this. I got to try this. But, uh, you know, I mean, hell, you know, obviously parachutes are a great thing since, so, and someone had to try it. Someone had to be the guinea pig, I suppose, to make it before it could actually work and save people's lives. That's true. Which is why I'm really comfortable with, with jumping out of a plane. Yeah, <laughs> like as far true. as not the death part, the stopping, you know, but the, the I mean, someone had to test out berries to see if they're poisonous or not too, right? Was that a thrill seeker? I mean, in some ways. <laughs> yeah, in some ways, I suppose you're right. Yeah, you have to test out everything at some point. Philippe Petit was a French tightrope walker. <laughs> you may have, uh, did you guys, did you guys see the 2008 documentary Man on Wire? Oh, that's yes. him? Yeah, that's him. That. It was oh, a cool. phenomenal movie. Yeah. His most famous feat was walking a tightrope between the Twin Towers in New York City in 1974. Uh, I don't know how long, how well you guys remember the movie, but it's the, for anyone out there who hasn't seen it, you got to see it. It took a lot of planning. I mean, they had to do all, because he did not have permission to do this, as you recall. And uh, so many things had to break right for him to do this. And somehow they did. They had to sneak up one tower use a bow and arrow to shoot the cable across to the other tower, which is just totally crazy. Uh, but it worked. And, uh, and once he started walking, uh, crowds began forming on the ground. And, and I don't know if you guys remember the, the footage, but police officers were like trying to grab him. <laughs> he was just fucking with them. Like he would like walk towards him and then he'd like jump back. And, and like, I mean, what are they going to do? It's not like some cops going to be like, I got this. And then just kind of walk out there, you know? <laughs> But that made that makes me uncomfortable, wildly uncomfortable, is the thought of walking a tightrope between two large buildings like that. I mean, that is yeah. just not in my wheelhouse. No, well, I mean, just if streets. you can't be in a glass bottom <laughs> boat or yeah. tower, or, yeah, if I can't be on like yeah the the Sears Tower or the Willis Tower yeah. in Chicago and just be like, oh, the glass ceiling, you know, glass floor, yeah, yeah no, no, that's yeah. that's true. Definitely can't do the tightrope thing. I could do I could do a tightrope if again it was like a slack line four or five feet off the ground. <laughs> like that's like it's it's the that's fine. I'm, I could I'm, I'm, anyone fine. could do that. I don't think I'd be very good at it though. Probably the most famous adrenaline junkie, at least in this country. We already talked about him a little bit in, the, in a previous episode. Robert Craig Knievel, more commonly known as Evil Knievel, known for his crazy stunts and flashy costumes. Uh, he got he actually got his name in prison, which I did not know. Uh, he he before he became a stuntman, he used to steal motorcycles, so that was his thrill before. Um, but why evil? Uh, they didn't say. <laughs> but he might. Well, if you're in prison, you gotta reset your reputation so that people don't fuck with you or fuck you. So like I, you, you know, it's also it's also pretty bitching. But the weird thing about evil can evil is it's spelled E V E L instead of E V I L. Yeah. Is it really? Yeah. Oh, I don't. For some, I I wrote it down wrong. Then <laughs> I wrote it down as evil. I didn't realize that. Either way, um, fact, I better he, check. <laughs> fact check. Live fact check. Yeah, live fact check this shit. Knievel is not so much known for performing successful stunts as he is for cheating death on the ones that failed. Knievel jumped over the fountain in Caesar's Palace in 1968, 
and 13 double-decker buses in Wembley Stadium in London in 1975, both of which would lead to crashes resulting in serious injuries. Uh, But that only increased his popularity. He even attempted to jump Snake River Canyon in Idaho on a rocket cycle, a stunt that would lead to almost certain death for anyone else. But Knievel survived with only minor injuries after his parachute deployed prematurely. <laughs> oh boy, I actually was right about the spelling. Really? I didn't, it's funny that I did all this research and I didn't even notice that. My, my parachute uh, opens prematurely a lot. So. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it happens wanna... to the best of us, John. I wouldn't. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't. I mean, don't be self. Get excited about it. Yeah, more so than it should. Really. <laughs> I should at this point. I should be able to control my parachute. So, funny side note on Evil Knievel. Uh, he said on a talk show once that he was turned down 37 times by Lloyd's of London for health insurance or life insurance, <laughs> <laughs> and they considered him uninsurable. The real shocker there, right? He uh, kept going sense. back though. <laughs> yeah, that's true. His big goal was that he wanted to jump the Grand Canyon, uh, but the government would not allow it, so he never did. Uh, there's a lot about Evil Knievel, but this is uh, you know a one podcast. But his health started declining in the late 1990s, and he in 2007 he had been suffering from diabetes and uh, idiopathic pulmonary fibrosis for many years, and he died for all the mm. shit that he did. It was the diabetes that got him. Mm. That's uh, that's that's thrill seeking right there, getting diabetes. Uh, there's a bar in Las Vegas that is uh, in, in Old Town or downtown. Is it downtown? Old Town? Downtown. I don't know. Yeah, downtown, uh, like uh, right off, off Fremont Street. That's uh, like an evil Knievel themed bar. Really? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I just, I, I kind of stumbled into it last time I was in Vegas. So literally stumbled into I, it. I, I literally yeah. stumbled into it. Yeah, I did. Uh, Elaine Robert, or I guess he's French, probably Elaine Robert, but the French Spider-Man that scales urban jungles, oh, often yeah. wearing no safety I've seen equipment. Videos. Yeah. yeah. And he, he has no specialized climbing tools except a bag of chalk and a good pair of shoes. But he sometimes he'll sometimes wear like the Spider-Man outfit now because he got that name. Um, I don't know if you've ever seen his stuff. It's pretty crazy. He's claimed climbed famous skyscrapers, including the Sears Tower, the Petronas Twin Towers, and the Burj Khalifa, the tallest building in the world, at least at the time of this article, among others. He has also scaled major landmarks, including the Eiffel Tower and the Sydney Opera House. Uh, side note: He was afraid of heights as a child. So interesting. So there's hope for me yet. Yeah, there is hope for you. We should we should start just climb your house. <laughs> I'll start with my house. Yeah, yeah. I I don't think my wife's gonna let me do that. She gets nervous when I go up to hang Christmas lights. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I have a thing now, and I I used to be able to climb ladders. The last three times I've been on a ladder, I have fallen off. Really? Um, yeah. And and like, well, one time I, I didn't lock it in right. It was a sliding ladder, and it slid down, and I caught both my arms and like got huge bruises. And then the next time, I was like the ladder just I was like all the way up and it fell and I had a jump and I like grabbed the building and I like, I, I broke my fall, but I fucking hurt myself really bad. And then, uh, and then I went into my garage and I was on some boxes and the boxes clapped and I fell on the ground. Like it was, it was, a sh- it was you like, should really stay away from ladders. Wasn't, was one of no. those somewhat recently, like since we started doing this podcast? Yeah, it was like, like maybe a year and a half, two years I, ago. I kind of like remember, I, I remember yeah. one of those. I actually went over to his house once and threw a ladder at him. <laughs> <laughs> So, I fell yeah. off. I fell off a ladder hanging Christmas lights in in, in high school, and uh, and ever since then I, I I can do it, but it I it gives me pause sometimes, especially like yeah. the worst part is coming off the roof and getting back on the ladder to come down. Oh, yeah, that's, that's the scary. hardest part. That's the yeah. hardest part. Yeah. yeah, that's the real thrill seeking right there. By the, by the way, gentlemen. <laughs> yeah, when I fell in my garage, the way that I fell, it's like my head, my neck was headed towards a a bike, so I was sure that I was gonna like catch my neck and break my neck, and and I wasn't afraid. But this is like the thought that went through my head. 
I was like, I'm the only asshole that dies in his garage. <laughs> like, <laughs> that was my thought, right? Like, just like, ah, oh, like, this is how I die. You know, nothing this, cool. This is how the bank's legacy ends. <laughs> yeah. Like, nothing cool like diabetes. No, no, <laughs> no, right. Not, not, not falling from the Grand Canyon, not falling off a building, like just fucking dying in not, my garage. Not so. freezing in space. Yeah, <laughs> or, or burning up. Coming or burning up on, the, on its return. None of that. None of that. Just some dumbass who died. I mean, that would just say he died in his garage. What a dumb shit. Yeah. <laughs> what a <laughs> he, dumb he lived, shit. He, he died like he lived in his garage. And finally, we have Felix Baumgartner. Uh, in October of 2012, he set a record for skydiving. He jumped from a helium balloon from the stratosphere, which is the second layer of Earth's atmosphere. He was 24 miles up in the air. And he reached a speed of 843.6 miles per hour. Oh, my God. He was the first person to break the sound barrier without vehicular power. That's fucking insanity. And that, that, was, wow. that was like a couple of years ago, right? That was it was 2012. Recent. Oh, okay. And then, so this article was from 2013. I did find out that Baumgartner's record was actually broken in 2014 by Robert Allen Eustache, an American computer scientist who served as senior vice president of Google. Uh, but he I, and I, I don't think I think that record still stands because I didn't see anything after that. But he jumped from twenty five point seven four miles, so he beat uh, he beat Baumgartner by one point seven four miles, which had to piss him off, huh? It's still a lot of miles. Oh, a bunch of psychos, man! I mean, <laughs> yeah. what? Yeah. And that's insane. Can you imagine that? I mean, think about how how long it takes you in a car going. 65 70 miles an hour to go 24 miles i mean yeah. that takes a long time but i mean he was yeah. going he was going they what did they say 843.6 miles an hour is the highest speed he hit i mean that's wow. fucking nuts i cannot imagine that how how are they measuring that speed is there that's some, a like, good question people, like those like like they got little guns, guns. <laughs> little gun yeah little yeah little, little baseball guns <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine if you're a bird and that guy flies by you and you're just like, was that a human? Yeah. <laughs> and how do you not hit birds at that speed, right? You need almost yeah. need like a barrier or something because yeah. it's just like, I mean, when I'm riding my little scooter, I have bugs hit my helmet all the time. <laughs> like, you imagine going that fast and just douche, 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 douche. <laughs> Maybe if you need a snack on the way down. Just <laughs> <laughs> open your mouth. Well, like a bug would be like a bullet. It would like go through you. Right, you would think so, man. You would think so. I don't know how that works. And yeah, if you hit a bird, does that thing go? Yeah, does that go right through your chest cavity? Just don't do it, or just don't do it. That's a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll kind of wrap things up here. I actually started researching the psychology of thrill seeking, and then I was like, "Well, this is getting really, really sciencey." And you know, basically, there there's all there's theories that parts of the brain that assess the risk of crazy feats and. You know, some brains are more likely to brush those aside than others. And John, I think you might have even referenced some of this in your episode, which is about assessing risk and stuff like that. But instead of getting too deep in the weeds on that, I figured we would instead pose a question from a society and human nature as we know it angle. So what, what you know, in your, in your guys' minds, what is it that makes some people willing to risk their lives for a thrill? I mean, some may be doing it for the record books. But what about the average Joe who just wants to enjoys base jumping or free climbing? Like, why do they why do they do it? I think that people, it's kind of like risking death is the ultimate way to feel like you're alive, and it just breaks you out of the doldrums of the day to day. Yeah, and some some I think that's probably why the average Joe wants to do it, and it's you know thrill seeking is is uh, a lot of people thrive on that that adrenaline pump, and I think it's great. Good for them. 
as long as they don't die. <laughs> I'm not gonna do that shit though. Well, what what do you think it is that makes? Is it? A, is, do you think it's a physiological thing that keeps you from doing it? Like, why are they willing to do it, but you're not, and I'm not, and John's not? I don't have the desire. I don't have to. I mean, I'm already fifty. Come on, man. Those days yeah. are behind me. Hey, that other guy it. was sixty-five when he jumped off that tower. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. His back or whatever he, he, he did. broke his back, but you know. So yeah. I can't rule out the fact that I might go crazy and decide to do it. Well, I I think it's human beings. You know, we're, we're animals, and so we probably have something within us that, you know, because, like, we day-to-day, we just don't, like, when you're driving to work, it's not like you're using any of your hunting skills or, <laughs> or like, you know, that, that thing within you. Um, and I think so we probably have, like, we don't lose that, right? Or we haven't lost that, so I feel like that's why people do it. And, you know, and, and also I think that kind of attitude, I don't think everybody has that kind of attitude, but I think, or, or that, that thing in them, but I think that was also what kind of, pushes us forward as a society you know I, I think the same thing that makes someone like a ceo of a country you know well because that was the guy from google right he went and broke that guy's record and probably the same thing that made him like you know a top person in google is also the same reason he jumped out of a fucking balloon or whatever he did 25 go. miles up in the air <laughs> yeah, yeah you know and and that's the thing is like I work, I work at a company, and I'm, you know, I'm a cog in the machine, and I'm totally okay with that. Like, I have no desire to run it. I don't want to be the boss. I don't want to. It's like, nope. I am fine where I'm at in my my station in life. And and you know, those people think differently. I think. Yeah, I think you're yeah. right. I just thought of something. I don't even want to go up in that balloon 25 miles. No, neither do I. Neither yeah. do I. Yeah. I, I'm with you on that. So, would you say it's safe to say then? I think like, I know the answer to this. That that we're always that p- humans will never be satisfied and will always try to push the envelope till till the end of humanity. Yeah, w- which I think that's why we probably, if we survive long enough, I think we one day will make it to Mars and we one day will actually venture out. We'll we'll have the technology to go out in space, and the reason we'll be able to do that is because people keep pushing. Because people are crazy. Well, it's, it's like it's like that. Desi- it's like a desire to expand and conquer, or wh- I don't, whatever it is, right? Whatever that drive is. And again, I, I mean, I I will not be the guy getting us to Mars, <laughs> or nor yeah. nor will I be the guy going to Mars, <laughs> right? <laughs> that's right. And all sports and everything's getting bigger, stronger, faster. Like, yeah. you know, it's it's amazing that we haven't reached our limit, uh, you know, just running it on a track. Yeah, and, that's true. And we, I, who knows if we ever will. And, you know, all athletes are getting just enormous and huge and Very just true. pushing it. <laughs> Sorry, I was allergic to the word athletes. But it, <laughs> we just we just keep getting faster. If you look Let's at agree. like, like, look at the X Games, like look at the shit people can do on on dirt bikes now. Yeah, it's pretty ridiculous. And, or even BMX bikes. Yeah. It's crazy. Or it's skateboards. A, or skateboards, or, yeah. Yeah. You, you can't even count how many times they're flipping. Right? Yeah. They're, it's, it's well, I mean, well, there was like, I forget who broke the four-minute mile. For, I don't remember who that first person was. But the, the fascinating thing about that is that nobody could break the four-minute. They thought it was impossible. No, you know, and everybody kept trying to country. And then once somebody broke it, it was that in that same year, the, the, it was like crazy how many people broke the four-minute mile. Mm-hmm. You know, com- I mean, not I mean, it wasn't like a million people, but like compared to like, nobody had ever done it. And then it, like it was once people be- like saw that it was possible, then it became like, how do I get to 350? How do you know? And then it, it like how do I, it's like faster, faster, faster. Right. So I think that's as human beings, it's like once we see somebody do it, it's like it then now what? Like, OK, we, we know we can do that. So now what can we do? Bigger, better, faster, more. Right. Yeah. And the thrill seekers lead that. You know, lead the pack. 
It's like Greg. I once saw Greg eat like a quadruple or like five patties on a burger. No, it was only three. Right, and I didn't think that I could do that, and it turns out I couldn't because <laughs> I'm not Greg. But, you know what sucks is I did. But it made I you try. A, it made you try. I had a triple, I had a triple fat, a fat burger. Yeah. And we brought it back to your house, and I ate it there. And yep. if I would have stayed there and eaten it there, I would have gotten a free T-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> extra, extra large. Do you, think, do you think the two guys who jumped out of balloons 25 miles up, did they get T-shirts from Fat Burger? So, yeah, <laughs> I jumped out of a balloon 25 miles up in the air, <laughs> and all I got was this shitty T-shirt. <laughs> all right, gentlemen. Well, that was fun. I appreciate you both uh, coming on this journey with me. That was the final of our three-part series of things that make us uncomfortable. That was fun, guys. We'll have to do, a, uh, we'll have to do more series in the future. What do you think? Yeah. Yeah, yeah just fun. have another baby. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's, uh, let's not do that anytime soon. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. Uh, go out there and have a great day. Talk to you soon.